and we are alive. In terms of recommendations for Netflix movies that you're watching, the new Netflix original Cuties is probably not the best suggestion to tell your friends and family that you've been re-watching over and over again. To add fuel to the QAnon fire, Cuties has garnered both wide criticism and praise for its social commentary against the sexualization of young children. And what can only be called postmodern 21st century analysis, opinions have ranged from joking this film is pedophile juice to what the Washington Post comments is an unflinching look at what it means to be a preteen girl. After reviewing the tape, uh, is that the right way to say it? After reviewing what has been said about the film, I think the issues and different takes on cuties is an interesting hotbed for moral conversations in a secular society. Because really, where do we draw the lines? And is that a matter of opinion? From the supporters to the critics, today I'll walk you through some of the conversations and debates that are happening around the film. This is The Observation Theory. Let's get it. So in researching today's topic, I think the thing that was most interesting is kind of how we go about having moral conversations in the modern landscape. The commentary around cuties, I think, widely has been negative uh, for obvious, obvious reasons. Um, the movie itself is about a young Senegalese French girl who is torn between the traditional culture of her Muslim upbringing and the more free-spirited internet culture uh, that we see in modern day. People that have been criticizing the movie point to the scenes depicting the girls dancing, twerking in provocative and sexualized manners, as well as, you know, being shot in compromising positions, um, disregarding the overall message of the movie, which is supposed to be critiquing how kind of the internet culture promotes this type of activity in young girls. Um, and this is kind of how the other side has been, the other side of this has been really commenting back and critiquing those people that are criticizing it, saying that you're misinterpreting the movie itself and that this is a piece of art and education that should be showing exactly what these things and how these things make us uncomfortable. There's been reports of people boycotting Netflix, planning to cancel their subscriptions, some politicians calling for criminal investigations to be involved, and the director herself has even received some death threats. Um, the commentary over the web has been largely negative. If you look at a lot of these YouTube views and YouTube videos, um, most people, uh, anything that's promoting the film, it's been widely disliked, millions of dislikes. And the reasons for this, I think, are fairly obvious. Um, we're dealing with young children um, and sexuality. So any form of depiction of this, especially as kind of illicit as Cuties has depicted, is going to be obviously you know, get a lot of flack over the internet. And I think the arguments become a little bit more nuanced when you consider how many different topics this act this conversation actually touches upon, because it doesn't just deal with child predators or pedophilia and how the best way to communicate problems with our current society is, but it really shows and underlines some of the hypocrisies that we have in our society. I'm going to start off with um, Ted Cruz's uh, clip about him 
calling for a criminal investigation to be had. It's, it's frankly disgusting. Uh, kids ought to be it preserved is, is. and, and we ought to protect the them. And, 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 you know, Netflix is an incredibly proper, uh, profitable U.S. company. Barack Obama makes a ton of money from Netflix and they are profiting. They, they are making money by selling the sexual exploitation of young kids. And so I asked the attorney general to investigate them because federal law makes it a crime. It is a felony to distribute child pornography. And, and you know, it's interesting online, lots of so-called journalists were defending, well, it's just a movie. And if it couldn't get any worse for Netflix, uh, one of their stars from the Netflix cheer docuseries, Jerry Harris, who showed support for uh, cuties, was arrested and charged in Chicago for child pornography. But still, many other commentators have pointed out that some of the criticisms are unfounded, and most of the people that are calling this child pornography haven't actually watched the film themselves, um, and they're misinterpreting the meanings and the messages and getting caught up in kind of the executional aspects. Um, now we're going to jump to the director herself, Memuna Ducure, who talks about why she made the film. I met uh, with hundreds of preteens who told me their story. I needed to know how they felt about their own femininity in today's society and how they dealt with their self-image at a time when social media is so important. Our girls see that the more a woman is overly sexualized on social media, the more she is successful. And the children just imitate what they see, trying to achieve the same result without understanding the meaning. And yeah, it's dangerous. So I think while the intent of the movie is really meant to critique sexualizing young children and kind of how social media culture promotes uh, utilizing uh, sexual attraction as a form of, you know, popularity or prominence to get more likes. I think the message falls a little bit flat because, I mean, most of us here are talking about the scenes themselves where the director is literally showing these girls getting twerking on the dance floor and just, I mean, I haven't watched all of it, but it, it, it's a little uncomfortable, right? I mean, if you can't tell by my voice already, this is uncomfortable. But we really need to contextualize the circumstances of our society that are, this film is really trying to critique. I mean, if we think about the social medias and, you know, particularly with the rise of TikTok, I mean, most of the people that are really famous on there, like the, the Charlie girl, um, you know, these are underage girls that are making dance videos on the web. So the question is, is that, is this showing anything that's different from our normal day society? Here's one YouTuber's take, Sneeko's, uh, about the uh, movie itself. The thing about Cuties is it's not an unrealistic film. Like, yes, it shows children in a sexual way, but this is not unusual now. And the people who are really mad about this aren't Gen Z. What the film actually points out is a difference between generations, how it doesn't really make sense to force kids to be in this completely religious praying, throwing water on them. And this girl is clearly lost. Netflix isn't stupid enough to put out a movie that bad. They're not that stupid. They know what they're doing. They knew that there was gonna be outrage. And they know, they know that this movie is gonna age very well because it points out a generational problem. So like anything on YouTube that has been uh, supporting uh, the cuties in any fashion, 
Uh, it's received some backlash. The YouTube video itself is about half likes, half dislikes. One of the top comments on it says, yes, officer, that man right there. I think he, he brings a fair take, but I think some parts he brings up are also a little bit confusing. And one thing that he points out, though, uh, speaks, I think, to some of the challenges we have as a generation to deal with morality in an effective way. So what he says is, on one hand, sex appeal is something that we commonly see in social media, you know, especially for the generation that grew up with, you know, MySpace, Facebook, Instagram, 20s to 30-year-olds. These are things that, you know, are not uncommon to see kind of over-sexualized images. And the fix he mentions isn't going to be solved by some religious formula. And that in, you know, in some ways, you know, the religious formula is the like what led to people revolting against overly conservative values. And it's kind of that movement which caused us to break away from some of our former traditional sexual paradigms in what we deemed as acceptable or not acceptable. But then, on the other hand, he also calls this issue of using sex appeal for clout as a generational issue. So again, let's take this with, with age out of the equation. If these are the two things that he's bringing up, then, you know, it's common. We see this all the time. And also, it's a problem. And also that we can't fix it with you know, traditional values or religion, then doesn't that, like, what what does that leave us? Doesn't that mean in some ways those more traditional values had it right in the first place? And if not, then what do we replace it with? And, like, what's a good reason against twerking, for example, that isn't just an opinion-based argument or, you know, woman-shaming? And I think that's where it gets a little bit confusing for me. And I think it makes it hard, I think, as a generation, because we kind of have a classically, you know, what we consider traditional values and then more modern values. And it almost seems like morality is, you know, we live in a moral world where everything's subject to whatever you think is okay, right? Um, Again, this is different. These are 11 and 13-year-old girls. So Taking that outside of the equation, that's what I'm talking about here. And look at what how this is happening at the same time Cardi B releases a song about her genitalia that, you know, a lot of us, many people will be listening to at the club while trying to score, um, you know, while we're twerking on each other. Uh, again, with cuties, the factor of age cannot be forgotten, and it is the main reason for the backlash. But at the same time, the movie is criticized for, you know, showing some things that are in some ways what we see in society already, you know, with dubious TikTok and Instagram stars. But I'd like to bring up one important point is that there is a big difference between underage girls posting videos on TikTok for their friends versus an adult staff of directors and producers filming underage girls dancing with close-up shots. Big difference, I'd say. So where does that leave us, right? And maybe what else have we not really looked at in the same critical manner that we have with cuties? Here's part of comedian Andrew Scholl's take about other shows that might feature uh, or highlight underage kids in their programs. There is kids in high school that are like making out and the girls that are in high school are all like done up and sexualized. And maybe the actors are older than 18, 
but they're supposed to be portraying kids in high school. And then I started to think, wait a minute. What about Gossip Girl? Those girls were supposed mm-hmm. to be, and guys were supposed to be in high school. Mm-hmm. What about when we were young? Maybe it was okay when we were young. But what's the show, uh, Not Saved by the Bell, the next one, they're older. <clears throat> Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills now, too, and all this kind of shit. And mm-hmm. I'm like, wait a minute. How many high school shows where they show kids dry humping and fucking and all this kind of stuff are just regular and normal? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait a minute. This is adults watching kids be sexual. So growing up, I watched shows like Degrassi which was a show about high schoolers dealing with uh, very life, very real life issues. And that show got a lot of critical praise back at the day because it tackled risque topics like sex and violence among the youth. And I love that show. You could point out most of these shows are being watched by people of the same age group, so it's not really meant for adult audiences. But like anything, it could be put in the hands of the wrong people, and for the wrong reasons. And the point Andrew Scholes brings up, I think, is a valid one. And it's something it's something I don't think people really want to address. Because for the most part, many in this generation or the past generation grew up out of a time where the moral institutions had a very strong grip and rules of control against people's choices. And I think what we see today and things you know, like acuities or the issues that cuties is talking about could, it also could be attributed to some of the changing tides from the 1960s with the sexual revolution and the beginnings of a more secular and free society. And the sexual revolution of the 1960s grew from a belief that the erotic should be celebrated as a normal part of life and not repressed by family or industrialized sexual morality or religion, or the state. And I think it's quite easy to see that in today's world. You know, when we look at our music videos, TV shows, and celebrity culture of today, where we celebrate the beauty of men and women as sexual beings. You know, when we think about Kim Kardashian, to, you know, pastimes like Hugh Hefner, to his modern form in Dan Blazerian. And these can be viewed very positively. You know, we live in a less judgmental world today, and morality is allowed to be free and subject to what you want it to be, as long as you don't impose it on others or don't hurt other people. Yet, still, I think with topics like cuties and others, we do actually find ourselves constantly, you know, we we constantly end up judging one another for what is deemed acceptable versus not. So, in some ways, we haven't moved past that. And... I think that makes sense, right? It's for good reason. We're human beings. We're going to do that. But rather than the past where the debates were held in the churches, today we see them held in the media rooms or on the Senate floor. And I think it makes it hard for regular people to come up with any type of discernment because really there's only like a small thread of common moral ground we can operate on and literally everything is up for debate. Like, look at the latest big humane issues of COVID-19 and Black Lives Matter that deal with human life and how we deal with each other and how we treat each other, um, etc. You don't really find a common thread of reality or answers in online threads or the media. Like, it's literally just what your opinion is on it and people just yelling at each other. And today, you know, reality and morality is pretty much up for debate, right? But coming back to cuties, which is what we're talking about, 
is the controversy here is not about adults, but about children. So this last section got me thinking about how media plays a role in all this. And here's Gina Davis from the Institute on Gender and Media talking about the effects of hypersexualization of young girls in entertainment. So what was really disturbing is that we found a lot of hypersexuality of the female characters in uh, even television and movies aimed at little kids. For example, in G-rated animated films, the female characters wear the same amount of sexually revealing clothing as the female characters in R-rated movies, which is pretty horrifying. I mean, what are we putting that much uh, sexuality and you know hypersexuality uh, into things aimed at the littlest kids for? There was research that just uh, came out that showed that girls as young as six years old have started to self-sexualize. In other words, they have started seeing themselves through the male gaze and realizing that they need to be sexy in order to be appreciated at six years old. And this is a, a very new development. We knew that women and uh, teenage girls were doing that. So clearly, the culture is sending a very negative message to girls and to boys about girls when the female characters are constantly shown in this uh, sexy light. So are we actually hypersexualizing children and how are we doing it? I, I think this is where this whole conversation and commentary gets a bit messy, right? Because on one hand, we're talking about children who are vulnerable, who have innocence, but on the other hand, the things that are impacting them are what adults are doing. And therefore, the opinions, the commentary, it, it, it's a little confusing, right? Because it, on one hand, it applies differently to children than it does to adults, which makes sense. There's a lot of things like that. You know, kids shouldn't be drinking. Kids shouldn't be smoking. But, you know, should adults be? I don't know. And do some of these maybe opinions, I think they hint at some maybe traditional values that still, the residuals that still exist in society today, you know, as a, in the U.S. and in Western cultures. And that's a lot of what the movie itself is about. So if sexuality as a form of power or success or kind of gaining attention is not really taboo in the adult world, how do we appropriately explain this to young children and prepare them for the right way to deal with these things? How do we explain what, you know, the things that they're seeing on TV shows and music videos that all of these adults love and enjoy? So I think that's where it gets messy. And again, these things become maybe subject to opinion. Maturity, experience, and age, obvious critical factors, but... I think these are some of the questions to be had and point to the challenges we have in today's moral landscape. And to be clear, you know, these questions are an extension of the commentary about what cuties brings up and less about the film itself at this point. So are we overthinking it here? Maybe the film itself is, you know, shouldn't be criticized because of the images shown, you know, media... You know, people will say that, oh, people watching this are going to be pedophiles, etc., or it's going to increase, you know, these creepers coming out of the woodworks. But, you know, is it is it the same conversation as what we said about other things in media, uh, like violent video games? 
does media not really have a real impact on our behavior? And maybe the people that are crying out child pornography, does that say more about the person saying it rather than the film itself? Here's Crystal Ball's take from the show Rising on the news outlet The Hill. What is the effect of film on behavior and culture on behavior? Because we had this sort of moral panic in like the 90s and the 80s about like rap music is too explicit. And there was a whole conversation about that. There's a whole moral panic about video games. Are they too violent? Are they encouraging violence? There was a moral panic about the movie The Joker, right? Remember, this was going to like create vigilantes in the street. And that didn't end up happening. I mean, in all of those cases, there wasn't actually data to support that the the cultural piece or the film or the art or whatever it was led to a real change in behavior. So what is what is the overall data? With all the different commentary and voices, I think what seemingly starts as a simple matter of deciding whether or not Cuties was wrong or right in its depiction of children in the film, it's actually very complex and convoluted. The fact that some people call this child pornography, while at the same time there's journalists from the LA Times and Washington Post who defended the film as an important educational piece, this leads to further confusion. All this calls to question on how we actually decide what is moral versus not, and to what extent things are allowed versus not allowed, and for whom that this applies to. Overall, I think the points are fairly simple. The intention and the message of the movie is good, but the execution was terrible and uncomfortable. Children may have been exploited in the making of this film, but maybe the point of the film was to expose the realities of what children are experiencing today. I'll end with two points. First is a statement from the Unifrance French Cinema Organization who said, We consider that the call to boycott the film and to have it removed from the Netflix catalog, in addition to the hate messages, insults, and unfounded speculations about the intent of the director and her producers, pose a serious threat to the very space that cinema seeks to open up, a space of discussion, reflection, and of helping us see beyond our own preconceived ideas. End quote. The final point I'll bring up is, Are we really that desensitized that we need to portray close-ups of underage girls twerking in a movie to create a call to discussion or action? I don't know about you, but I would feel a little uncomfortable if a local pastor or priest came to me saying they watched this film and that it makes an excellent point about the challenges in the morality of our society today. And they will be sharing the tape at their next sermon. Thanks for listening. This is The Observation Theory.